we're clear for takeoff. Welcome, 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 everybody. It's time again for Kings of the Heart. That's right, your black male therapist, black male couples therapist, family therapist, hitting you off with any kind of knowledge we got for you when it comes to helping you have healthier relationships. My name is Tyreek Omari Walton, and I am joined by my partner, my brother, Dr. John Hart. Dr. John Hart, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Family's always good to see you. Good to I'm see excited. you, man. Oh, yeah. Ready? Oh. I'm energized. Oh, man. This this Bro. is this is the topic right here. We've been talking about this one for a while. Going back to our healthy relationship series, we yeah. said we had to do a show specifically for this one. But as we talked about this, we realized we have to do our own series Correct. about this topic. Correct. We got to. We, we have, have to. to. We have to. We have to. But it's, it's, it's important. Tell, tell the people we're gonna be talking about today, man. Oh, we're gonna be talking about boundaries. Like boundaries. We, Boundaries is such a huge topic. It's an important topic. Uh, the reason why we, we, as marriage and family therapists, talk about boundaries with couples is because it it impacts the relationship. It impacts the way that we interact with our partners. That's yeah. why we talk about boundaries, yeah. right, brother? Well, our partners, our families, our friends, right. our coworkers. Work, right. Anywhere. Exactly. I mean, children. Boundaries, oh, your kids. You have to have boundaries Yo. with your kids. There have to be Yo. boundaries. And so Yo. the way we're going to take it through is we're going to start off just breaking down what boundaries are, what they're supposed to look like, how they often look, um, why people struggle with boundaries. And then as we move forward in the series, we're going to talk about boundaries that you should be having with these different groups we just mentioned, with your family, your, your partner, your kids, your co-workers, your friends. We're going to move all the way through to so make sure that you have a very well-rounded idea of how to create healthy boundaries with all these different members of your world. All right. So let's get started, man. Where, where do you want to start with this? Want to start, start off with just a basic definition of what it means to have a what a boundary is. Just what a boundary, not even a healthy boundary. Just what a boundary is. Yeah, boundaries um, are. Uh, these are. We can use different words, right? We can use words like parameters. Um, we can use words like. Um, Patterns of interaction is what I use uh, okay. a lot. Right. Um, when I when I talk to my couples about boundaries, I use that particular phrase. These That's are patterns of patterns of interactions, right? It implies that there are rituals, rules. There are um, customized exceptions that mm -hmm. come with boundaries, right? And um, these are the things, the way I describe it to my couples, uh, the, these are patterns of interactions guys that allow folks to understand how to interact with us, right. how we interact with them. Right. It allows there to be a specialized understanding, a mutual understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, it allows for, um, things like respect, uh, it allows, um, uh, it prevents misunderstandings. Like right. boundaries are so important because it's what dictates um, the interaction you have with your partner. Right. So to me, it's important. Um, it's important to know what your boundaries are. It's important to, oh, oh another word that I use with my couples, organize. Okay. Boundaries All allow right. us to organize interactions, right? Hey, like, 
I don't like it when people curse at me. So, you know, if you get mad, you know, blah, blah. Right. There are right. ways that boundaries allow us to organize interactions with folks. So that's how I conceptualize and, and explain boundaries to to my couples. Um, how, how do you break it down for your couples, Brother Reek? I have one simple phrase, access. The amount of access you give people to you, the amount of access that people are allowed to to interact with you. So again, we're looking at interactions, those personal interactions. And so when you think about boundaries, the way that I put it is, how much access are you giving people to you? And Correct. recognizing that's going to look different for everybody that you interact with. Access no one's going one. yep. first. No one's going to have full access to you. No, you no. know. So, that, so there's going to be a boundary with everybody. You recognize there's always going to be a boundary with somebody somewhere. You know, but what's that access going to look like? And then we, as we get deeper into it, I take it all the way back to to earth science, in you know, in middle school, and talk about the permeability of boundaries. You know, and we can get deeper into that later, but I just talk to them about, okay, you know, you think about those, those um, earth science experiments with the rocks. And so you have some, you know, big rocks, you have some pebbles down the sand. And then, yeah. you know, you have it yeah. in a tube. And as you send the water down the tube, you notice that the, the rate of the water is different for each one of them. Mm -hmm. So with the sand, the water comes down a lot slower. With the, the pebbles, it comes down a little bit faster. With the bigger rocks, it comes down a whole lot faster. And mm -hmm. that's what, you know, a boundary should look like. That, that permeability, how, how, how easy that water can flow to you, how easy of access people have to you. Yeah. And so, you know, when you have a stronger boundary, it's going to look more like that saying, people aren't going to be able to access you so quickly. But when yeah. your, your boundary is a little bit weaker, they can get right to you. And if it's just weak, hey, there's no pebbles there. There's nothing to block their access to you at all. They just get directly to you. You know, yeah. and so I want you to think about how you want people to access, what kind of access you want to give people to who you are in, in, in all the different ways that, you know, people can access you, whether it's your time, whether it's your, your body, whether it's your emotional access, all those different things. But to think about it in terms of just how people can access you. Yeah. Well, I think I think uh, not that I think I know that what you're saying and what I'm saying all fits under the same umbrella when you think about boundaries conceptually. Mm -hmm. And that is boundaries are um, ways to um, permit access. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's also boundaries are used for um, organizing interactions. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things we want to highlight here right. because um, I don't want our listeners to feel like um, it's two different definitions. Actually, no, what, no, it's all the what same. we're doing is, right. yeah, like these two fall under the concept relationally with boundaries is how much access do you allow and give people in your life? Right. And also, when the access is given, what patterns of interactions? How are what's the organization of the interaction? Mm -hmm. Right. So those are two things. I just wanted to kind of clarify um, for folks that that I, I like the access part is so important. And, and I appreciate my, my partner here um, highlighting that because that is also has implications for relationships as well. Right. 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 Uh, well, well, let me ask you this. What is the point of having boundaries? Why is it important? For us to have boundaries again, if we're going to have boundaries, if we have to have boundaries with everybody, why is that important? 
Well, because uh, from, and I'll go there, I think from a selfish standpoint, we have to protect ourselves. Protection, um, right. You know, um, boundaries is a source of protection. Um, I also want to throw out a word that's like one of the biggest buzzwords out there now in so many different fields and, and arenas, and that is it also promote self-care mm-hmm. right when you think about access people should not be having all kinds of access to you at all kinds of days and time time of days that's not self-care right so you need there to be boundaries right um so there's a selfish component i'll be honest with you that i personally and professionally even share with my clients is 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 the reason why we have boundaries you need to protect yourself yeah. or else you, you could have burnout or you could come under some tremendous anxiety and stress and that could spiral into health, mental health uh, complications Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that. So I want to just name that for our our audience because there is a protective factors. And I, and I, and I know we're going to get at this a little bit later, brother Reek, but the reason why I wanted to stress protection is because um, when we do set up these boundaries, guilt kicks in. Yep. Oh, yeah. And 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 we need to fight through that because there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries. And so remember, it's 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 not to punish. We're going to talk about this. Right. It's not to punish, but is to protect yourself in a healthy way. So that way you can allow people to interact with you, have access to you in a very healthy way as well. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, well, I was going to say just a bandwagon, what you said in terms of um, the feeling guilt and why people don't tend to set boundaries. Also that fear of isolation, that once they set this boundary, then they're gonna be cut off from somebody or that they may be cutting somebody off. And you know, we often have to describe boundaries as not cutting off. We're not saying to set up a boundary that's a complete wall and keep people out. No, again, it has to be permeable. But you decide what that permeability looks like, what kind of access people have to you. And so it's not complete cutoff. So you're not going to be isolated. So don't be Great fearful point. of the isolation. You know, but again, just like you, I can say the exact same word. It's about protection. How do you protect your emotions? How do you protect your peace? How do you protect your time? How Correct. do you protect all those things that matter that that make up your day-to-day life? Correct. Correct. You know? Preach. If, if, I if mean, you, that's if it. If you don't have those boundaries, then people are going to encroach on everything that you possess. Correct. I mean, time is the one I think about all the time. Because you don't get it back. You can't. You don't get it you back. You can't. You can't. <laughs> you, you do know? not get that back. I'm sorry. Like, it's that real, folks. And, we, and we're not being, you know, facetious here. It's actually pretty serious. Like, time is really critical, right? right. We're, we're, as a society, we're much busier than ever. So our time is currency. Yeah. Right, brother? 100%. Especially in the DMV, boy. Let me tell Yo, you. <laughs> I mean, if you live in the DMV, you see, you 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 can't even. People are walking their dogs and and their kids in strollers with a purpose, man. Like right. it's go go right. go go right. go all the time. I mean, I, I will say this is funny, and this gets off the subject a little bit. I remember moving down here and trying to connect with my friends, and it's like you know you have to plan weeks out in advance. In order yeah, to get brother. together with your friends. Yeah, you know, back in New York, it's like, yo, what's going on? Oh, what's happening? What you doing right now? Not much. Let's, let's go. Let's, get, let's just get together. But here it's like, yo, time is every Time is currency in the DMV. But oh, recognize man. throughout your life, no matter where you live, time is a, 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 a serious issue for you. And when you don't allow people to respect your time, that is a boundary encroachment. 
Yeah. You know, and so we'll get we'll get deeper into those details. We'll get further and further into those details. But I just want to say that when we talk about boundaries, especially as um, therapists, we often describe it as having rigid boundaries, as having weak boundaries and then actually having healthy boundaries. And mm-hmm. so I want to talk about that a little bit, Dr. John. Describe what it does it mean to have rigid boundaries. What What is rigid? Um, so when we think rigid, um, the word in a way speaks for itself, mm-hmm. right? Um, right? One thing that comes to mind is not flexible. Right. That's something to really stress. When something's rigid, it's not flexible. Um, there isn't room for um any uh, anything that could come up right adjustments mm-hmm. right um but rigid also really creates problems right so one of the things that brother reek said is a really good example when your boundaries are super rigid um from an access standpoint that's like cutting someone solely off yeah. right yeah. that's a pretty rigid thing to do right now it doesn't it, we can't not, be friends anymore <laughs> right correct right, right? now Let's be real. Sometimes it gets to that point, mm-hmm. but a, a, a rigid boundary would be if that is the first option right. in terms of how to organize a relationship. Right. Well, I don't I don't like what you did, so I'm going to cut you off like that's pretty rigid um, from an organization of of interactions rigid. There are these very like cornered um, these very sharp ways of, OK, it's this rule, then that and mm-hmm. then and then that it doesn't allow humanism and mistakes and uh, for there to be a true connection because there's so many rules. There's mm-hmm. so many um, elements that really c- create distance, like rigidity right. creates distance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. if, if, if our audience can experience like if you're in a rigid situation, you feel like you can't go left, you can't go right. And it creates anxiety, right? It's one of the reasons why it's pretty unhealthy. Right. So rigid, rigid, rigid boundaries is almost to like um, Brother Reek's point. When you think about things being porous, I mean, it's it's not much getting in at all. I mean, you it, are a yeah, wall. Like, you are a wall. Yeah. Things aren't getting. I mean, you're. When you think about um, aspects of, of rigid boundaries, you think about, like you said, being cut off, Correct. right, or cutting people off. And it's Correct. funny when you say that. The first thing I think about are all these memes we see on social media, on IG, on Facebook, yeah. where people are always talking about, you know, well, if you do this to me, I'm never dealing with you again. You know, just that, that general attitude. That's yeah. being rigid. Yeah. The idea that if someone crosses a boundary that you have or, or, or does something um, that you don't like, that you're instantly cutting them off, that is being rigid. You I know, agree. so imagine how that interferes with your ability to get close to people. Correct. And so when you have rigid boundaries, it makes it almost impossible to get close to people because you won't let anybody in. Right. No one has access. No one has enough access. Because, again, we said that you have to limit the access in different ways with different people. But when Mm -hmm. you have rigid boundaries, you are cutting off access so people can't even get close to you. And, again, you you might be doing that because you want to protect yourself. You don't want to let people in to injure, you know, you emotionally, um, much less physically. And so, yeah, you have this this rigid line that people can't cross, that people don't allow people to even get to know you. So you avoid basically having healthy relationships with people. Um, also, again, when you think about it being rigid, you basically just don't care about mm-hmm. other people's problems. Yeah. You know, well, that's that's your issue. Okay, that doesn't affect me. You know why it doesn't affect you? Because you're not letting anybody in to connect with you for it to have an impact on you. 
So you That's have this straight, point. rigid boundary. It's like, eh, anything outside of this boundary, I don't see it. It's on the other side of the wall. It doesn't right. bother me. Right. You know, so however it affects you, that's fine. Has nothing to do with me. And the other part to rigidity I've noticed in, in couples is um, uh, the partner who has a very rigid boundary. They also, um, what was I about to say? They also have a problem, excuse me, with trying to like empathize and yeah. Yeah. And, and and connect in the moment emotionally with their partner. Right. Right. Because there's a wall. That so. Wall. The, the it's hard to connect and sometimes they get confused and they're in session they're like well i don't know like why this is happening or their partners are complaining like yeah, it's hard for me to really connect with them sometimes you have to let your wall down right <laughs> you have to right. let that wall that's that rigid boundary that wall that people say let your wall down right that is and a boundary it is it is and and again let's also be mindful as clinicians we also understand that there are um, past experiences that have shaped you people come oh, from very no traumatized doubt. No doubt. relationships with family and and previous right so it serves a functions but always remember guys that this is when things have gone into overdrive let me also say this i want to add about rigid boundaries it'll be the same thing with the other two boundaries that we'll talk about and that is um everything is not black and white so we also want to put out there that you can have rigid boundaries with this person and not have that with someone else. Right. Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. what I was talking about earlier that, I mean, and we'll get there. I mean, that that's, that's a healthy lifestyle to live where right. you don't treat every relationship the same with this rigidity. Right. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like a, a healthy way would be, I've gone through a lot with this person and, uh, you know, I've tried the boundaries have to look like this for now. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it doesn't have the, the fact that it doesn't look like that or have to look like that for other relationships in my life, right. that that's OK. I just right. want to put it out there because I think I don't want our listeners to feel as though like, well, I, I, I do have rigid boundaries with this person. So, you know, like, what's the big deal? No, that is OK. What me and Brother Rico are talking about is what is so pervasive in all of your relationships mm -hmm. and it's causing isolation and it's causing confusion, yes. but yes. it's causing harm. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Is that safe to say, Brother Rico? Yeah, oh, without a doubt. I mean, what you're really talking about here is interfering with the health of your relationships. Correct. You Correct. know, yep. you, you don't have healthy relationships because you don't really have you can't have a strong relationship without there being some kind of connection with somebody. So people have to have some access, some access, at least some access to you. Some. But if you're cutting some. them completely off, if you're keeping them completely out, if you're making sure that there is no real connection, no. And we, I'm, I'm right now really thinking about the emotional connection. Then it's I hard agree. to maintain Same. or even develop a strong relationship. So Same. if you see that your boundaries are keeping you from having healthy relationships, that's what we're talking about. And it's funny, I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day on IG who posted something about um, her struggles with being borderline, having borderline personality disorder. And you seeing that being a, a major um, um, uh, description hiccup. of uh, somebody who, who <laughs> huh? That's a major hiccup, yeah. right? <laughs> well, for somebody who has borderline personality disorder, you know, they go from this, they have completely weak boundaries where they bring you all the way in to the point where, um, you know, they're, they're just, you know, clinging to you sometimes. And, to the, and then if you do something wrong, they create these very rigid boundaries where you, you've hurt them so deeply that they have to completely cut you off. And so you see that. You see the, the boundary, the unhealthy boundaries that these different disorders actually create.
It's you know, a great we could, point. We could, we could probably run down all the different personality disorders and oh, show yeah. you. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know that is something. Yeah. You know what? There we go. You that that, that uh, the, pers- the personality series. Yes. <laughs> Look, because, you, look, man. That's how, like, that's how some of these ideas come up. No, you're right. We actually should. We should talk about some of the implications through a personality disorder lens. Yeah, I, I, great point, oh brother. Great point. I'm thinking about people who are, you know, narcissistic. I'm narcissistic. Thinking about, I'm thinking about um, uh, um, social uh, histrionic, uh, histrionic for sure. Um, um, I'm thinking. Uh, I want to say psychotic, uh, but not psychotic. An- an- antisocial. Yeah, antisocial. Uh, I mean, yep. <laughs> man, all along. Very unhealthy boundaries, Very, all across the board. Right, <laughs> very. Not now. When I'm saying, if you have unhealthy boundaries, that you are necessarily, yeah. you know, suffering from a personality yes. disorder, we're yes. just saying that those personality disorders typically have very extreme boundary issues. Okay, so you you may see this in people and wonder, okay, what's really going on here? It may be a personality disorder, but it's not for everybody. Okay, generally, people we don't have the personality disorders, but we still have. Um, problems with our boundaries because of again like Dr. John said there are things that you may have experienced in your life where you put these boundaries up or you took them down because of some kind of trauma that happened in your life right so we talked about rigid boundaries let's talk about weak boundaries what does it mean to have weak boundaries Dr. John uh, weak boundaries is relatively the opposite right so it'd be um, it's so porous right. allowing access to anybody and everybody right um these uh, a good example I, I know it's weird but a good example would be um that's like being um when you see young kids just kind of like hug anybody and everybody especially like strangers right like that's the reason why people get concerned is because that's a very weak boundary yeah it's like so your kid would hug anybody right right as an adult that's like you just met someone and you're telling them the, your whole life story. Right. You don't know this person, right? That's like, um, I mean, no shade at all. I mean, but that's also in the aspect of dating where it's like, you know, sleeping with people on the first date. Or telling them, I love really, you after like, yeah, one, I love uh, you, right? On your second date. <laughs> right. Like, right. these are all like, you know, we're not, we're not demonizing me, but these are all, we wanted to give live examples of what we mean by weak boundaries. And it's so porous access. Right. You're allowing access to too many people. You're giving yourself, um, you're you're giving access to people in so many different ways of yourself, mm-hmm. right? Too much information and 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 stuff like that, right? That's why people are usually like TMI. Whenever you see TMI, that's a boundary. That means like, <laughs> right, that's like yeah. you know what I mean? When yeah, people is. say TMI, that's the weak boundary. Right. That's all they're saying right. in, in three letters, right? Or, or I have to establish a boundary with you. Yeah, that's, Correct. <laughs> right. Correct. I'm uncomfortable, right? right. With, with a lot of people, and, 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 you know, before I pass it over to you, uh, Brother Reek, let, let me also put it out there. It's like, um, how can I phrase this for the audience? Like, weak boundaries let's not confuse that with well i'm an open book or i just keep it like 100 and keep it real yeah no, yeah no like don't conflate the two that's right. conflation right because i'm sure you've met in your life and also as a clinician a lot of people are like oh i'm just an open book and i'm like i always get worried with several that people because, just jumped in my mind as soon as you said that right because it's like well clinically i just worry like i wonder how that has played out for you in your relationships right right is that fair to say oh 100 because i'm just an open book and i'm just going to give you everything because when you when you say that the first thing i think about is okay when you're an open book when you have those kind of weak boundaries how does that inform your decision making you know when you have weak boundaries 
how does that impact your sense of discernment? You yeah. know, and how you're deciding yeah. how to interact with people. You know, how you're allowing people in or who the people you're allowing in. You're just an open book, which means you're letting anybody in without actually running them through the necessary channels to figure out, are they worthy? You know, are, to your access. Exactly. You know, so that's, yeah, that's a, a strong weak boundary. I love that example, man. You know, yeah. when I think about having weak boundaries, this is something I see with my couples all the time. It's funny. You know, we did a, a show recently around um, being assertive. Yeah. Right. Yep. And yep. I think about those clients I have who are very passive. And people who are passive tend to have very weak boundaries. I would say the one thing that I see that they both have in common is it's a hard, they have a very hard time saying no. You know, so yep. someone has a, who has a weak boundary, you can, it's almost impossible for you to say no. No, because, because again, if you're passive, you are not going to share your feelings with things. You kind of just let, let things slide, you know. So as a weak boundary, you are just allowing people to have full access to you. You don't say no. You say yes to everything. Again, maybe because you might feel guilty if you don't do it. Or maybe yeah. you might feel isolated if you, if you, you know, don't do what they ask. So people who can't say no to others, whether it's family, your, your kids, yeah. Your 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 friends, your significant other, that is a weak boundary. Just not unhealthy. being able to say no. And it's unhealthy. Oh, completely. Unhealthy. Because again, <laughs> we can't say this enough. You have to figure out a way to say no and live with the consequences of whatever it. that is. Yeah. Because otherwise, you will not be taking care of yourself. That's right. the self-care that Dr. John brought up earlier. You have to make sure that by creating these boundaries, you are establishing, you know, your limits on how you're going to be impacted by whatever is anybody, anybody else is going through so that you can maintain a sense of self-worth and self-health. Correct. You know, you, you want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself with these boundaries. But if you say right. no, if you never say no, then people are always going to take something from you, oftentimes without giving anything back, putting anything back into you. Correct. And so now here you are feeling drained. Why? Because you can't say no. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. I. I mean, that's pretty spot on. And 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 for the folks who um, can identify with like struggling with weak boundaries, it's it's draining and completely. Um. And it also puts you in a very um unleveraged position in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Um. Inf- information is power. Information is key. Right. Um, you know, so when you share all these informations, I mean, that's why, you know, sometimes it's a joke about like, you know, well, let people fight for that access. Let people fight for that information. You don't want to give all of that up because uh, it's power, right. you know, and, oh, yeah. and, 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 and so um, boundaries even come in the form of decision making and relationships. You can't always just be like, "Oh no, let's just do whatever you want to do." Right. Oh, let's just do whatever you want to yeah. do. I mean, that's a pretty weak boundary. It's important to say, you know what? Here are my thoughts. Um, I would like for them, my thoughts, to be considered. Let's talk around mm-hmm. negotiating my thoughts. See, that's assertiveness. Right. But weak boundaries is just sometimes just being like, "Well, I don't want to create a rift, or I don't want to create any more problems since we're already going through conflict avoidance." Uh, it is conflict like, avoidance. That's a, that's such a a a great descriptor of what a, a weak boundary is. You're yeah. you're always trying to avoid conflict. That's one of the reasons why you don't say no. Yeah. That's why you don't voice your own opinions and your own thoughts because you don't want to 
um, engage with somebody in a conflictual way. You're always afraid that this, if you say no, it's going to turn into a conflict. So you just say yes, or you don't say anything at all. Right, right. And, and, and again, just like with the rigid boundaries that we talked about, folks with um, weak boundaries, with very you know porous boundaries, like that was also conditioned behavior. Mm-hmm. That was something that they've experienced relatively in their family of origin right. or their positionality in their family. And, right. You weren't allowed and, to and, say and, no. And, you didn't have right. the option to say no. Right. You had to always overextend yourself for your siblings or you had to, you know, um, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, It's like that. And and part of it, though, let's also be real, because we'll talk about this when we talk about um, boundaries with family members. One of the common things that I see is that weak boundaries come up in that scenario because someone's like well i come from a family where we do everything together and Mm -hmm. we share all informations about everyone's relationship that's very very weak porous boundaries very very weak right Right. we have a whole show about that one right and we will and we will and we know and we know certain people are going to listen and get it pretty pissed off and that's okay but you need to understand that unless you are matched with someone who functions the same way that's Mm going to cause problems because because information is key right you know, information is key. Uh, to Brother Reek's point, access is key. So, yeah. you know, we, we got to think about implications of our boundaries that yeah. we have. Yeah. And, and on top of that, too, when you have weak boundaries, going back to what you were saying earlier about just being an open book, the one thing that you want to understand is that you're kind of setting yourself up to be mistreated. Yeah. You know, if you never say no, if the only thing you say is yes, then people will take advantage of that. And so having that kind of having a weak boundary sets you up to be taken advantage of for people to mistreat you, you know, to be misunderstood constantly because, you're, again, you're not voicing your own concerns. You're letting people do whatever they want to do. And so yeah. you want to, you know, if you want to, again, having a boundary is a protective measure. Basically, when you are when you have weak boundaries, you are not protecting yourself. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's well said. That goes back to the self-care. Yeah. That's why we said protection. Yeah, Uh, it is. You know, like rigid people are too protective. Uh, Weak boundaries people are are not as protective. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Save yourself. Save yourself. You you know, and and that's what puts us in the healthy boundaries category. And and Brother Rick, I mean, like, how would you break down healthy boundaries for for our listeners, for for our dedicated listeners? Um, folks who follow us you know when you hear me talk about emotions you know the one thing i talk about a lot is being able to modulate your emotions Mm -hmm. and so you're never too high you're never too low you know you are appropriate for whatever the situation is some things may call for eight some things may call for three but those emotions are still present when i think about healthy boundaries i also also think about modulating you're modulating the access that people have to you the better you know somebody, the more access they're going to have to you. So, you, again, you're not just starting out as an open book, you know, and you're not just completely rigid. You are a little bit more flexible and you're letting people in little by little to, as they earn your, your, your trust. So somebody who has healthy boundaries is somebody that has the ability to be assertive and express to people what they need and what they want, um, how they're feeling about things. I think about you know, just having the right amount of access to you, depending on what your relationship is with that person. You know, you're, yeah. you're having a healthy boundary with a coworker isn't going to look the same as having a healthy boundary with your mate. 
Say that one more time, please. <laughs> For the people in the back, having yeah. a healthy boundary with a coworker or with a friend or any other family member will not look the same as the kind of boundary that you have with a mate. I think one of my mates, one of my mates, one of my, um, one of my, you better not have one of my mates. <laughs> boy, I won't be able to go home, be able to go <laughs> no. home tonight, boy. No, no, no. Nah, but one of my classes is talking about that the other day, how they feel like their partner has healthier boundaries. They didn't say this explicitly, but essentially they have healthier boundaries or more access. Their partner has more access. Their friends have more access to their partner than they do. Mm-hmm. You know, why is that you, um, will allow all these other people to do this, but then when it comes to me, you stop it. You, know, you block me, you lock me out. And so, you know, it should actually be reversed when you have a healthy, but, but remember, they're all healthy boundaries. You know, mm-hmm. so just because I don't tell all of my personal business to my coworker doesn't mean that I have a rigid boundary with them, but the boundary that I have with them is going to look different than the kind of boundary that I have with my friends. It's still By healthy, default. but... Yeah. Because of our relationship and how our, how we want to maintain our relationship, we maintain a certain, you know, porousness to that relationship. You know, as clinicians, same thing with our clients. You know, one of the clients, one of my clients the other day was like, you know, how come I didn't know that about you? Well, this is about you. You know, my boundary with you is not sharing my entire life with you. So you're only going to know what I let in to use as an example. But mm-hmm. you're not going to know all the, my personal ins and outs. This isn't about me. This is about you. Right. You know, so what, right. are, what do you yeah. think about when you think about healthy boundaries? What do you think about? No, I mean, I, I think you're pretty spot on, I, you know, healthy boundaries. I, what also comes to mind is um, I alluded to this earlier. It's just flexibility. Right. So I think yeah. it's, healthy, it's healthy to say, hey, for right now, um, we should function in this way. Um, and then over time relationships grow people grow people evolve you may open up a little bit more they, right. you may give them more i i just want to keep stressing flexibility because it is there's implications for the rigid boundaries there's implications for the weak boundaries like to use your word you modulate it right you have like to. when you go through an argument right with your partner even the boundaries get shifted mm-hmm. what do people do we're not going to talk for a little bit. Someone's yeah. going to go. You know what I mean? Like, I mean that's boundaries, <laughs> that's though. That's true. Like, that like, is like, true. like that's, that's boundaries, but it has to be flexible. Right. Now, you can't turn your back to each other after a fight for nine days and then be questioning, well, why, why are things bad? You modulate. Okay, it's, it's, it's been about a few hours. Let's check in. Right. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to recalibrate the boundaries. We cut off each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because we needed to. Sometimes it's like that, man. Right. You just got to, like, cut off from your partner. To, to, to keep it from escalating. Right. It's okay right. to do that. Right. 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 So, we, so we added some rigidity. Now we have to check back in and try to recalibrate with some, uh, 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 with some relational boundaries that soften. Right. right? That right. soften it. Okay. Let's at least start occupying the same space. We mm-hmm. don't gotta talk, but let's just start occupying the same space, right? So we're right. adding some, some right. And so flexibility to me is is at the essence of like healthy boundaries. I right. think the other thing is um, under for our listeners when it comes to you, um, prioritizing your needs, but also being empathetic and understanding of your partner's yeah. needs as well. Yep. That's healthy yeah. to me, yeah. right? So yes. I have needs. yes. So when I've been seeing clients for eight hours, my wife does not overwhelm me yeah. with hardcore conversation. <laughs> Same thing, right? She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't. Yeah. She, I've been away from her from her for eight hours, and she knows I've been getting it in with clients for eight hours. Right. The last thing I want to have is an in depth conversation about finances or about some something like that. Right. I don't. Right. So 
But it doesn't mean that I cut her off. It's just that she's uh, she has her needs. She's like, I want to talk to my husband. I haven't seen him all day. So I acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. I balance that with I need some space to decompress after eight hours. But I also need to be empathetic of, okay, John, you're not you're not single. You're not a bachelor. Right. You have a wife who hasn't seen you all day. And rightfully so. She's excited to see you. So I go in. I hug her. I kiss her. I share space with her. And we, we we do that dance where we're just trying to modulate until I can decompress to the point where I'm like, okay, like either let's have the conversation or I can just like engage with her. But I want to be clear here, a healthy bound. That's why I'll even use myself as an example because doing therapy for a long time in a day is very draining. Right. My wife is great at understanding like I can't overwhelm. Check him. in just and just check in. You just right. check in because you know that boundary exists. Check in. Right. Right. You check in and 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 I don't want to be clear because a lot of people are like, nah, I've had a hard day at work. I just need to be by myself. Cool. But don't be by yourself for hours. Though. Right. Right. And I tell, that, that's that's selfish. I that's t- rigid. I tell clients that same thing all the time. Look, it's step away for a little while. Exactly. Tell, them, tell them you just need some, you know, you just need some time to kind of decompress. But recognize while you're decompressing, f- decompressing, focus on just getting yourself together so that you can reengage. That's it. You know, that's it. Because you're taking care of yourself, but you're also, like you said, being empathetic and compassionate and making sure that the other person feels taken care of as well. That is having a healthy boundary. That's you're healthy. not just so focused on yourself where you're rigid. And so not focus on yourself at all where you're weak, but that having a healthy boundary means being able to take care of yourself, but still being able to take care of others. Yeah. And you don't have to feel guilty. It's the same thing with even even kids. It's the same thing with your partner. That's where even on the other side, you don't want to have weak boundaries. You don't want to come home. You're you're not in a really good space because you've been burnt out at work. And then you you force yourself to engage the kids, engage your your partner. You're you're already running off of fumes and steams, man. It's probably going to go left. You're going to be agitated. <laughs> it's going no, to go left. no, no, because, know because that's where you, right. That's how you're going to snap. That's why sometimes the kids, your partner's like, yo, what got into them? Right. Not everybody can pick that up, but you don't want to you don't want to overextend yourself weak boundaries to the point where you're like well i just gotta do it because i'm gonna feel bad no take the time speak up be assertive hey son daughter whoever like my spouse partner like i'm glad to see y'all can i get can i get 30 minutes please Mm -hmm. right i will to brother reek's point even sometimes you may even need to explicitly give a re-engagement plan how about we call it (laughs) that you know what i mean like like let's call it give me an hour I'll be thank I'll, you, uh, and I'll meet you back in the kitchen. Or I'll meet I will you back be at, right at, the, at the dining room table, wherever you want right. to meet. But just, just give me an hour. You know, even with the kids, get get your homework ready. Meet me at the table. Mm-hmm. I'll be there in thirty minutes. Right. I got you. I see you. I love you. Mwah. Like you yeah. know, that's all. Yeah. Those are healthy boundaries, but 100%. you can't go in there hitting the ground running, or you can't go in there being like nobody talked to me, right. not in the mood, and just go and hide Don't out. Mess with me. Right. You can't do that, nah. man. No. Nah. You 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 because you made the you, decision to get married. You made the decision to have kids most that's of the time. It. And that's now it. You, now you have responsibilities. And that's, that's the thing it. about having healthy boundaries. You're taking care of your responsibilities. We're not saying take on like when you have weak boundaries, you tend to take on the responsibilities of others. Mm-hmm. When you are have ri- very rigid boundaries, you're not worried about the responsibility of others or any responsibilities at all. But when you have healthy boundaries, you acknowledge your responsibilities and you're able to take care of them in a way that still takes care of yourself. Correct. Correct. Great point. I, I mean, I don't have anything to say. That's a really great point. Mm-hmm. That's 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 we're on the same page. Yeah. You meaning meaning the overall message here is you can pro- with boundaries, you can prioritize your needs 
while also balancing the needs of your loved ones. Right. You don't have to go cut everyone off right. to, to prioritize your needs, and you don't have to overextend yourself to take care of everyone's needs. You can do it in a very healthy way. That's why we're, that's why we, I'm not going to lie, folks, that's why we were breaking bread and talking about, you know what, we're going to have to break this into a full mini series yeah. because we know how nuanced and complicated oh, it is. Man, we, we know the shame and guilt that's tied to setting up boundaries or, 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 or anything like that. We know that. And so that's why we're here um, to let you guys know that, like, yeah, we're going to really walk you guys through it because it's as complicated as can be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, my last point I want to make about this, too, when it comes to having a healthy boundary is knowing your limits. Yeah, I mean, it just in, in layman's terms, knowing your limits. Yeah, having healthy boundaries means I know what my limits are. Yeah. I know I can't take any more on. I know that I can do more. You know, okay. So I just came home from a long day at work, like you said. My mate knows. Check in with me, and see how much I can take on right now. But I know for me, look it. I just got done with a nine-hour day. I just saw like seven clients, like four back to back before I got in the car to come home. I don't have the capacity to really engage too deeply right now. Okay. Yeah. I know what my limits are. I know I I know that if I if I have weak boundaries and I allow you to have complete access to me as soon as I get home, then I may be resentful. Correct. Because Correct. I feel taken advantage of. But I'm Correct. not voicing that to you. Correct. That's that passive thing coming in again. Correct. I'm not exactly. voicing to you how I'm feeling. And so having a healthy boundary and having knowing your limits is being able again, being able to say no because you know what your limits are. So many people don't know what their limits are. And so, you know, they have those very weak boundaries because they don't know what the limits are. But what's what ends up happening? They overcorrect and that's where the rigid boundaries come in. Yeah. Because for so long I allowed you so much access. But now I'm exhausted by them. I have nothing left to give you. And I, I got to keep you. I got to cut you completely off. I agree. You know, there's I no agree. way that I can deal with you because I've given you way too much. So you got to be completely cut off. And right. by knowing your limits, again, that helps you to modulate the way that people can access you. And so now you're not too, you know, open. Now you're not too close. But you're staying within your limits. You are simply staying within your limits. That's what it means to have a healthy boundary. No, I agree, man. I think that was well said. I mean, again, folks, like, you know, we just wanted to use, uh, you know, today's podcast session to really open up, set the tone, because we're really going to dig in. We really are going to dig in on boundaries because we know how hard it is, right? Man, we have so much to do with boundaries, man. So we are going to keep this series going. There's so much that hopefully you'll be able to take. Hopefully you took a lot away today. But we, there's so much more that we want to get into the, the nuance of what it means to have healthy boundaries um, over the next several shows. So make sure you stay in tune. Dr. John, before we break out of here, let's get into these noble truths. What are some of the highlights of today's conversation that you want our listeners to walk away from today? Yeah, there's there's three boundaries. There's rigid, there's weak, there's healthy. Um you know, thinking about how can I figure out which one I fall into, think about things like access, think about things like how are my relationships organized in terms of interactions, um, and also think about like, you know, the flexibility, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing that comes to mind real quick with uh, another noble truth is um, 
before you start to think about your boundaries and trying to set them, uh, understand your threshold. Yep. What's your limit? Yep. Yep. You thief. That was the exact same thing. That was gonna be my noble truth right there. Uh, know your <laughs> know your limit. You have yeah. to. But I mean, you can, we can't say enough. You know, no. you have to you have to figure out what your limits are, so that you are aware of how much to let people in and how much to keep people out. You know, it can't be yeah. completely out. It can't be completely in. There has to be some kind of limit set there. And I, I want you to remember that your boundaries are going to determine how you interact with people. You know, that relational aspect of everything. And so if you have very weak boundaries, again, you're going to give people too much access to you and it's going to affect the, your decisions. And that sense of discernment is so real that when you have weak boundaries, you're going to be taken advantage of. People are going to, you know, have the ability, not saying that they're going to, but they have the ability to, to injure you in ways that they should not. And so by making sure that you have stronger, healthier boundaries, you are keeping yourself better protected. People are not going to have the same kind of access to you that can do the damage that ends up creating even more rigid boundaries later on. Okay, so to protect yourself, figure out what your, your limits are and just make sure you maintain that. Be consistent. We didn't even mention that. Be consistent in your in your yeah. being yeah. able to maintain those boundaries. If you set a boundary with somebody and they keep crossing it, look it. That means you're not being, um, first of all, assertive. And second, you're not being consistent in maintaining that boundary. Having healthy boundaries means being able to be consistent in maintaining those boundaries that you set. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Consistency. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Got to like have it. that consistency, man. Got to have that Yeah, man. Yeah, brother. Yeah, man. All right. So here we go. It is time go. for us to get on out of here. Dr. John, how can oh, our man. listeners find out more about you? Uh, feel free to, uh, you know, check me out at www.rcc.maryland.com. Um, man, you just type in Dr. John Hart. A lot of stuff is going to pop up. Yeah. Find me on social media. Um, doing so many different things out there but more importantly please visit our site www.kingsoftheheart.com look out for us COVID is lifting we're hoping to be doing some live speaking some yes, live speaking please, engagements please, y'all come get out, us out of this show get us out of the room man we need to man, get out and see the people see the people man I mean that's how we get down man we want to see y'all we want to interact with y'all um, but definitely check out our page check out our podcast all streaming uh, uh, platforms yeah platforms man like definitely come show us some love man yeah, but brother Rick where, where, where can we check you out man again you can check me out on all different social media platforms at Tariq Omari or Tariq Omari Walton or you can go to my website TarikomariWalton.com ViewsAndVibes.com and like Dr. John said KingsOfTheHeart.com we are all over the place Cause we got so much to say we've said so much and so much more to say so make sure you stay in tune check out kings of heart podcast here wherever you're listening right now and make sure you share with your friends i'm sure there's something here that you said hey you know what somebody else needs to hear this share yeah. it with your friends Great spread point. the word spread the spread word spread the word man spread the word spread the gospel that's what we're here for we're for know, the people for the people <laughs> dr john as always it's great seeing you man brother same here man it's always a pleasure i love breaking bread with you without a and, doubt uh, come in to the people man we appreciate you oh yeah man no doubt no doubt man look at everybody have yourself a safe and yes and and cool week find somewhere to Yo, be cool hope my god out there. Yeah. find a cool week all right but you guys take care of yourselves and we'll see you again next week peace